Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey there, and welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist podcast. I'm so excited that you're with me today. Listen, you're going to love today's interview my friend Michael Dudash is not only an incredible painter and artist, but an incredible lover of Jesus as well. And man, Michael, I'm so excited that you're with me. It's been too long since we've had a chance to to visit and talk about what God's doing. Well, you're right about that, Matt. It's a real pleasure to be here. I'm really glad you contacted me. Absolutely. Yeah. We met several years back. We were trying to decide how many, but you came <laughs> and, and taught at a couple of our gathering of artisans and the thing that I just, I think that really I loved about you is not only that you were this super talented artist, obviously anointed to do what you, what you do, but also a worship leader and just a heart to see people connect authentically with Jesus. And um, it's such a rare commodity, it seems nowadays. And at the, at the same time, God's in the business of raising up this, this army of artists that we're all a part of. And so I can't wait to just for everybody to hear your story and hear, hear more about who you are. Well, I'll do my best <laughs> to not disappoint. I don't know. That's right. That's, I always tell people when I do interviews, I'm like, don't give me too good of an introduction because I don't want to have a big letdown. You know? so, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, listen, you have this just a wonderful, you know, background as I was kind of just, you know, looking at all the things on your website and remembering conversations that we've had. You've You've not only been the oil painter that you are, but started as an illustrator and have this musician streak in you. So talk a little bit about how you even got to where you are now, what that journey is, has been like to go from uh, just a hobbyist and somebody that was playing around with your art to somebody that's really been uh, taking this full time. Well, it's uh, hard to condense uh, 66 <laughs> years into, into a couple of minutes, but I'll that's do right. my best. Uh, I grew up in Minnesota. My mother went to art school briefly when she was young. I, my dad was a carpenter, they, they, but they've always fostered music and art in our family. So it's really been with me my whole life. I mean, I, uh, I don't think it surprised anybody that I entered into the arts, and I'm a lifelong musician as well. Um, and uh, the time I got out of high school, I did major in art for a year at a, at a school in St. Paul, Minnesota. But uh, I was playing music on the side. Wow. I wanted to go be a full-time musician, which I did for about five years, always keeping art as a hobby. And I decided after, when I, by my mid-20s, I, uh, I was had enough of the musician's life on the road. <laughs> and went, yeah, I went back to art school for just a semester. And I was uh, offered a job while I was still, uh, you know, like two and a half years away from a degree by McGraw-Hill Publishing Company. They had a branch in Minneapolis. And I didn't know much about illustrating. I just wanted to be a painter. And I uh, quit school and worked for them for a year. And uh, it fit me real, actually really well. I uh, became kind of a victim of my own success. I started freelancing after that one year. I, I quit McGraw-Hill. And um, my wife, a new wife at that time, I'd met her when I was traveling in New England, and she's from Vermont, so we moved back to Vermont to raise the kids and have a family, and I got an agent in New York right away. So this is wow. back in 1978, and uh, two weeks later, I had a job for the Reader's Digest. So for wow. 22 or 23 years, um, until about the year 2000, I was a full-time illustrator with agents in New York. Um 
And I did everything from movie posters, a couple hundred book covers, TV guide covers, Sports Illustrated magazines. I designed stamps for the government uh, in the United wow. Nations and did corporate work. And, we, you know, you're a hired wrist, you know, yeah, so sure. you, uh, you do whatever your agents <laughs> sort of throw your way. Yeah, we raised the kids uh, while we were living in the Green Mountains. I had a studio up there. And it was a great, great life. And I also got, I met the Lord when I, in 1978 is when I uh, got saved. So um, we were also involved in building a small church there in Vermont for many years that was part of a ministry that was based out of Pittsburgh. You know, it was charismatic and evangelical and, and liturgical at the same time, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I was able to use my music really uh, in, in all the worship uh, mm-hmm. in all, and in doing that. So that was what I was doing in my personal life and my uh, professional life was full. And I've been praying for years that uh, in that process uh, for the Lord to open some doors for me to do some faith-based work with uh, Christian publishers. And um, I got a call one time from Ron DeCiani. Oh, I'm going to guess around 1990, maybe. Okay. And uh, he invited me to become a part of what he was doing at Dayspring with limited edition prints for the Christian market. And that really set me on part of my professional life to be able to do a bunch of stuff for the Lord directly and I, I did a lot of work for Tommy Nelson and Word and Multnomah, you know, a lot of the, the Christian publishers uh, up until the year 2000. And then I was getting burned out on the illustration business and I wanted to do more of my own work. So always mm-hmm. just to go back to easel work, gallery work. And uh, so um, the computer had changed everything anyway for, uh, in terms of traditional oil painting. So it was uh, something I, uh, I had to morph into a full-time fine artist, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't that many years later that you and I talked really, uh, but, but I uh, gradually got to the point after experimenting a lot with, with different subject matters, changing my style a little bit. Um, about 14 years ago now, or 15 years ago, I decided to do more frontier Western painting. I was always interested in history. There's a lot of faith-based uh, artists and, and subject matter. Um, uh, the fundamental stuff in the history of our nation and the settling of the West that appealed to me. And so that's what I've been doing ever since. Uh, I've been working with galleries out West um, and it's gone very, very, very well um, over these last 15 years, particularly the last five, six, seven years when I moved to Idaho, I moved to Idaho seven years ago, Northern Idaho. And um, so it's been a lifelong blessing for me to be an artist uh, i still uh, play guitar and mandolin and a little bit of piano and uh, uh i do it to relax but i also do it in a home church group we've had going here for several years and uh, uh it's been a busy life uh submerged in the arts absolutely, absolutely. yeah absolutely submerged in the artwork <laughs> <laughs> you know so many artists i know struggle especially when they're taking their work into the marketplace, they can struggle with this idea of, you know, I'm creating out of this place of inspiration from the Lord. Uh, I'm creating out of this love for him. Is it wrong? Is it bad to take that into the marketplace? I know that you and I both feel very passionately about being in the marketplace with Mm -hmm. our work. And how did you, did you ever have a struggle with that? Or did you always see your artwork as a vehicle in which God had given you to to really impact those that were around you in the marketplace? Well, you know, I think that that, that's, that's a difficult kind of question. I think everybody might have their own journey. For me, 
you know, as a man growing up, getting married and wanting to have a family, I needed a way to support the family. So um, uh, I've been self-employed for 40 years. I've been married 40 years, you know, yeah. but it was, so the artwork was, was a way I saw an avenue uh, that doesn't really exist as much as it did back today as it did back then with the illustration, but it was a way for me to not only do what I loved, but it was a way to, if I knew if I worked hard, I could support the family. And there was mm -hmm. still a, it was a viable career option to become a full-time illustrator. So I think, frankly, that was kind of first. Uh, but I also had met the Lord really around the time I was starting my career. So um, as that grew uh, in my personal life, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there was a point when, gee, how do I merge these two together a little bit more where I'm able yeah. to keep my talent and support the family and uh, raise three kids and to be able to also uh, use artwork as a ministry or get involved in that aspect of it, uh, spreading the gospel and serving the Lord. Now, I'd yeah. been doing that in music, you know, so that was that was sort of automatically there. I think that fulfilled that part of me for years, really, Matt. Um, I was able, I was head of a worship team and right. learned to play piano so I could do, you know, do all the services two, three, four times a week in mm -hmm. church. And uh, uh, it was really a little bit later, like I said, years later, that I began to think, well, how creatively can I use my 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 uh, personal inspiration as a painter, really, as a as a as a drawer? So the Lord opened that door, you know, with with working with Christian Publishing. So that was great, um, and I think that all I can say to people is, everybody has different priorities. Uh, it might be different, say for somebody who doesn't need to make a living as a full-time right. artist, you know, they can use it as, as a serious hobby, let's say, and use their inspiration from God and use their talents that came from the Lord to, to express themselves in a way that, that will help them fulfill the calling of the gospel. So um, I, it's a, I don't think there is a general rule on how to go about doing that. Uh, I get this a lot. I used to teach quite a bit. I haven't been doing that in recent years, but we, uh, we talk about this a lot. Uh, I did several uh, workshops at, with Jeannie Randall at the Masterpiece Fine Arts Foundation yeah. over in Oregon. And that was the, the big question all the time is, gee, I'm, I moved. I've got an inspiration. Well, what do I do with it? How do I translate it? Um, some people, I guess I occasionally would run into a purist who would say, well, you know, you shouldn't do it for money. Uh, keep it pure. It's just for, just for the gospel. Uh, right, right. You know, all of that kind of stuff, you know, uh, uh, and I would say, well, if if you have the luxury of being able to do that, good for you. Uh, exactly. <laughs> otherwise, you're down at the Starbucks trying to make a living. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you know, you're flipping burgers or you know digging ditches, and uh, right. uh, you know on the weekends trying to paint for Jesus. But I, you know, uh, it never really. It, it's rare that you can find somebody who can do, uh, say, do artwork or be in the arts totally for the gospel. I think yeah. that's a pretty rare commodity. It's yeah. maybe a little bit easier in music. It's really difficult when it comes to doing it as a visual artist. There's probably only a handful of people really over the years who've been able to do that at a serious level, make a serious living, just painting um, yeah. as strictly for the gospel. So everybody has to find that balance. Um, I haven't, so I'm painting cowboys and Indians and historical frontier paintings. And I use a lot of themes that are, that are biblically based. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm painting um, uh, old-time uh, mountain men and and, pi and pioneers and <laughs> cowboys and Indians, um, uh, and making a, a a good living at it. It's a very viable way for me to uh, still support my family as an artist, and um, and yet I can still always infiltrate uh, 
uh, godly principles and yeah. faith-based principles into what I'm doing. Um, Let's talk a little bit about that with your creative process, because I know some artists really feel this kind of intuitive process, like they're painting with the Holy Spirit, like he's speaking to them and moving and all that. Then others, I'm not in that realm, by the way. I'm kind of yeah. more of, you know, I receive inspiration when I'm in the woods as I'm sketching and drawing and mm -hmm. writing and things like that. Then when I come into the studio, I'm creating from that place of inspiration, you know, to glorify the Lord. But it's not like I'm, I feel like I'm having this, you know, intense spiritual experiences I'm creating. What is your process like from inspiration to execution of your work? And how does God fit into that with you? Whew. Well, um, Another simple question, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, can I just say yes or no? That's right, exactly. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I'm a person that's that, out of necessity, I suppose, but it's, it's always worked for me is to have a real sense of purpose mm. for whenever I attempt to do anything. And it was really, I was able to just begin to articulate that within myself, uh, you know, halfway through my career. Uh, when you're an illustrator, uh, it's pretty obvious. Okay, that's the, uh, I'm going to move past this very quickly. But hey, you had an art director, you had a job, you know, everything was fed to you. You, you solved people's problems and you created a piece of artwork. Uh, you tried to do something, you know, that was interesting or beautiful or whatever. Uh, and that was, there wasn't a whole lot of, I would say, um, inspiration or direction of the Holy Spirit in that kind of work. Yeah, it was mostly in my personal life um, that gave me the stability as a Christian to be able to be successful at that. But now that I'm doing more of my own thing and have been for really the last 18 years, um, it's a different. It is a different issue. You know, I wake up every day and say, "What's my inspiration? Uh, right. And what's my purpose today?" And so I think the fact that I've been a, a believer for so many years um, and committed in my walk a lot of it just sort of automatically sort of comes in a way. I don't, I mean, it's just a part of who you, I am and who you are. Um, I don't, I'm not the kind of person at this point that, that I'm praying all the time about over my paintings and every, all my decisions. It's just, it's just part of the flow of who I sort of am. Mm. Uh, I'm very aware of that when I have say bigger decisions, like a large work I have to do or make, make business decisions about be, being involved in a, in a show or working with clients, or doing a commission, let's say. Um, at that, those are the kind of moments I say, "All right, Lord, let's get serious here." You know, what you, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to direct me in this? Or I need, I really do need some inspiration or some guidance uh, to clarify the purpose for why I am doing something. And I yeah. think that um, I have a process that I've just created over many, many, many years of how I go about when I get an idea, how I go about actually. Uh, uh, implementing that that process into a, f a final piece of work, and it's fairly boring, I suppose. It's um, uh, I don't follow it automatically every time, but inherent in that are biblical principles, and it's just uh, it it really carries over into how I conduct myself. Um, mm. uh, you know, as a professional, as somebody who works their butt off, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, who's disciplined and. I think I think my walk with the Lord really influences me as in those areas almost in a funny sense more than I would say the inspirational part like what mm. colors do I use or how loose am I in with the painting or how tight I am I think the, the those abstract kinds of concepts that I incorporate into my work I I think they just naturally sort of flow out of me and always have as as a, as an artist it's something um 
I, I, I give God all the glory for that. It's like, yeah. I feel gifted in that area. It was a natural thing that he just gave to me as a creative person. Yeah. Um, and um, so I don't have to work at that all that hard. That, that part, does that make sense to you? Yeah, Matt? absolutely. Absolutely. You know? But, but I, but it's easy for me to quantify the fact that, okay, I have my life in order, you know, I have a prayer life, you know, uh, knowledge of the word, um, all those things that influence me as a businessman, as, as a husband, as a father, as a, as a, a honest person making ethical business decisions, uh, being disciplined with um, my work ethic. All of those things to me are easy to quantify because of my walk in the biblical principles uh, yeah. I've been taught over the years. Well, hey, there's Matt. And, you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Listen, this group is absolutely free and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in his kingdom. Now, listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person, and bam, you're in, okay? So, listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Do it now, and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. I always really believe that God cares much more that we create as artists than what we create. You know, it's the, it's about us really fulfilling that divine design that he implanted in us on our life rather than creating quote unquote Christian art or whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, how many paintings of you can you do of Jesus sitting in a, you know, the little kid on his knee, you know, absolutely. I mean, and to illustrate <laughs> the spiritual things, I think actually music is an easier way to, to I think, because of its multimedia aspect, um, uh, it's it's easier to I, I I think create things definitely by the spirit and for the spirit and to, and to communicate spiritual biblical type themes musically. I find much easier than it is with a flat piece of two dimensional art. Yeah, uh, we're we're pretty limited with our with our our imagery. Um, and uh, when it comes to the, the spiritual things, like, you know, how do you illustrate the Holy Spirit? Well, you know, of course, there's the dove, there's an explosion of light, there's right. misty smoke, I don't know, you know, whatever, a dream <laughs> in somebody's eye. Uh, and and I, I find that kind of frustrating. And a lot of other Christian painters um, who've done that kind of work over the years feel the same way. We've, you know, we, we have those discussions. Um, so I have to rely maybe on more subliminal subconscious things in my work that are, that are going to be a good witness or maybe a testimony to the fact that God's in my life or that yeah. this, there's, there's a godliness in what I'm creating by choosing a, the subject or the concept. Maybe it's, maybe it's marriage or maybe it's faith or it's family or it's, it's integrity or it's helping a brother, you know, those kinds of universal themes that spawn from a walk with the Lord um, mm. that can lead you into a conversation with somebody um, yeah. as opposed to it being an overtly Christian subject or historically Christian a subject. Yeah. Um, and it, it can be the title, you know, sometimes I'll title a painting. I, I did a painting of some native Americans going up a very difficult mountain trail and one guy, the two guys in the foreground and a native American is leaning over 
his hand is clasped with another Indian. He's helping him up the mountainside. And I called the painting a, a hard trail, a brother's hand. Mm. So it, it, it's a really painting about a universal of a brother helping another brother. It just so happens the market I'm in, uh, there's a lot of Native American historical collectors of that kind of subject matter. Yeah. But it really is a biblical or universal theme that really uh, I relate to through my walk. Does that make yeah. sense to absolutely, you? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're so, there's so many things I want to talk about with you. Um, one of the things, I'd, I just switched questions in my head, but okay. um, one of the things that I talk a lot about with artists in bringing their art to the marketplace is recognizing the connection of what you make and how people respond to it. And the fact that, I think if you're going to really thrive as an artist spiritually, emotionally, creatively, financially, all of that, you can't just make things that you think will sell just for that sake. And at the same time, you can't create things that won't sell and expect to make a living from it. So there, so, so there is this, this beautiful kind of relationship that has to happen with us as artists in the marketplace where I make what I'm passionate about. And at the same time, I'm recognizing what the market is responding to that I love making in order to, you know, start to develop that relationship. I I guess I'd love to hear your perspective on that, you know, because you said like, for example, I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. So there are tons of luxury mountain homes here. The aesthetic that's developed in my work over the years really caters to that sure. market now it's what i love to do um but it really has been informed by that market i guess i'd love to hear your perspective on how your work has evolved and <clears throat> how the marketplace that you're in is has mm-hmm. played a part in that well I, you know i i know exactly what you're talking about it's it's a balance it's it's a um um almost moment by moment decision by decision uh to look once again for the purpose why, why, you know, why am I creating this thing? What's the purpose of it? And all those things that you just talked about come into influencing when I wake up and put energy into creating something, um, walking that line, I guess, or finding, finding that balance. Um, and I go through this exactly the same thing. I mean, because I have to make a living because I've got bills to pay or, uh, uh, you know, I've got to run a business here uh, with a lot of expenses. Um, uh, I do create to a certain point things for the marketplace, but within that, there certainly is an aspect. If if I don't do it in a high level, very professional, create and very creative manner, it's not going to be successful. Right. So it's it's that uh, it's really that head in the heavens, feet on the earth kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. that we always walk through as Christians. I mean, we're. Um, uh, and I th- it's left brain, right brain at the same time kind of stuff. There are a lot of analogies uh, we can talk about that, that that people can relate to to bring this balance into their life between the spirit and the natural. I think that's what we're kind of talking about here is, is um, and I think it's, it's very doable. Uh, I, I think it's very doable. I mean, um, I know that people who buy my artwork know that I'm a believer. That's part of, I know that what influences their emotional attraction or response to the work I do, because uh, I've never, I'm not shy about that. And um, 
but I don't beat him over the head with it with my artwork or anything else right. in my life. It's just, it's part of my greater testimony and witness. And I think that first of all, for a person, if that's established in your life, I think as you enter into the marketplace and you try to do whatever you do at the highest level you possibly can, it's, it's going to, it's going to, God's going to make that happen. It's going to, yeah. it's going to work. Um, I, I, th I think it, it's the wrong thing to do is say, I'm going to do a bunch of overtly Christian imagery or whatever I'm going to create and just automatically think because I'm doing that, God's going to make it all successful. Right. It's just I mean, I call it, that the, the God card, right? I'm playing yeah. the God card and you yeah. have to like this because God inspired it. I'm like, yeah, but it's know. horrible. I mean, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh God, I've seen some of the worst, some of the worst artwork I've ever seen is quote Christian <laughs> art. I mean, let's face it, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, that's, uh, and whatever that means, but I've also the most inspiring best stuff I've ever seen in my entire life is yeah. also Christian art. So, uh, I, and I think when I was down there, we talked a lot about that whenever I would teach in, in that kind of an environment. I would say, look, you don't get a free pass here, you know, right. uh, just because you're doing something, quote, for God or, for, or, right. or as a Christian. And I think that um, uh, so you need to be very aware of both sides of that, work very, very hard at both sides of that, making sure you're, you're, you're you as a human being, as a, as a witness is first. That no matter what you're doing, you're living uh, as as a good testimony to the gospel and and the Lord in your life. And I think the rest will sort of begin to take care of itself a little bit. Um, when I I still occasionally have a chance to do something overtly faith based, and I uh, I put my best effort into that. But you know what? I put my best effort into everything that I do. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's amazing how many believers and Christians I've met in the Western market art marketplace that I've had a chance to, to visit with or share my testimony. They share theirs with my, me. Um, uh, and it all sort of flows together. It all, uh, I don't know if that answered your question once again, but um, those are some thoughts, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I think it is, is that it's just that mix of everything that's flowing in all of us, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I know that I know that you are uh, very protective of your studio time, and you're very serious about your studio practices. As you look back, especially in these, you know, last this last season, is you're really focused on being a studio artist. Are there habits or a set of practices that you have employed that have really become foundational for you that you would say, yeah, these things are really key for me in my life as I've developed into the professional artist that I am today. I, I think well, a couple of things I want to throw my wife in here on the mix for starters, because <laughs> it helps to have a spouse that understands the mindset of somebody committed to their art. Valerie uh, and I've been married 40 years and she's a creative person herself and does uh, her own variation of artwork and crafts. So that helps immensely because she she'll put up with me when I've got a binge on, at the easel, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, so I think that that uh, that, uh, you, you know, overlaps into what do I do with my work habits? You know, I think a lot of people are also amazed that I probably spend half my time at the desk, you know, with the computer and just managing the business, paying bills, ordering supplies. I'm a photographer as well. I'm a, you know, uh, I, I think that. Uh, I de absolutely uh, go project to project, div really having a schedule where I divide up my time. And I've got to, obviously, the most critical time for me is, is in front of the easel, mm. doing the actual creative work. But it's a long, complicated process. And um, I think that all I can tell you, uh, Matt, for what works for me 
and I'm sure it works for everybody else, is you've got to have uh, your life organized and in order um, uh, to make this on a consistent level happen. I have a process, you know, with the creative process. If I want to do, let's put it this way, if I want to do consistently high-end uh, artwork that, that, that's going to, over a long period of time, establish me uh, with a successful career, I have to have a process that that is organized and and stable and professional and um, and I think that's all godliness. Yeah, I I really do, and I think that you know managing your time, getting your life in order, uh, is, is is he is a god of order. He's not a god of chaos. And I I've learned in my Christian walk that you have you have a foundational orderly life in your spiritual walk. That's when the power of the spirit and the freedom of the creative movement can work in that environment mm, you know it's like that it's like that with church services you don't yeah. go in and everything's just chaos from the beginning right. to the end yeah uh, there there need the more certain amount of order there is in the way people yeah. gather and and conduct themselves now allows the holy spirit to really freely move yeah. um and uh, and i think it's exactly the same process in in a studio like i work uh everything's in its place it's 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 relatively clean most of the time. Um, I know where all my supplies are, and 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 the office is, is orderly, so that when I actually get in front of the easel, um, I know where everything is. I I don't have to worry about that. It's yeah. all in just freely. It really actually enjoy myself. That's where the real fun is. You know, yeah. when you're actually right in the moment of all that creation. The rest feels a little bit more like work, <laughs> but you know what I mean. All the other stuff, but. When you, uh, be, because everything is in, in order and I put a lot of effort into that, now when it's time to play, kind of, you know, and really express yourself, let the paint fly. Or uh, I paint actually very quickly lots of times, even though my work is pretty detailed, but I, uh, I can release myself and just really have fun. It's sort of like if you're a musician, yeah. you got all the mics in the place, all the chords are working, your guitar's in tune, everything's yeah, you know, <laughs> okay, already hit, hit record, you know, and, and, and now you shut your eyes and you, you release yourself, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, um, I wish I could say I was as orderly as you. I I work in a rat's nest, but I have a very good a studio assistant, and so I come in and every day everything's clean, and I'm like, "This is magic! It's wonderful!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. good for you. Well, you got to work to your strengths, right? And so yeah, yeah, like, yeah I hear you. <laughs> do what works for you. Well, Michael, you are such an inspiration to many, and I mean, so many to me, definitely, and. And such a father, I think, such a beautiful example of what God can do in all of our lives as artists who are fully committed to him and want to flow with him and everything he's doing. I know that folks will want to get in touch with you. Uh, your website, cmdudash.com, uh, mm -hmm. also on Facebook. Um, yep. Anything else I'm missing? Other ways to to get in touch with you? And no, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I, people always say, oh, you need to do you know, all this other stuff online. And I just don't really have the time for it. Um, Too busy uh, but, selling art. That's good. Well, I, I guess so. Yeah. I still travel quite a bit. I go to shows, you know, I'm working at uh, with museums and auctions and four or five galleries and I've gone six, eight, nine times a year. I do photo shoots in Montana with uh, reenactors and horses and, and wagons and, uh, and native Americans. And it's, wow. it, it, it's, it's really an interesting uh wonderful life you know i still do a bit of licensing with uh it's, it's not unusual for a church um or a ministry to call me and want to license a piece of my faith-based work so um 
anyway, all of that, all that combines for an incredibly busy life. I'm still 60 hours a week, probably in the studio. (laughs) So uh, that, that hasn't changed, but I'd love to hear from people. Welcome to get in touch. Um, And uh, usually an email or a contact me on Facebook, you know, messenger um, uh, is, is really the best way. If it's an email, it's documented and I'll eventually get back to you. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and being a part of the podcast today. Well, you're welcome, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I have no idea what I said. I hope it all makes sense. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.